I think that the Zuckerbergs of the world had some influence on trying to get TikTok banned. I think that was more media than anything. I think that was a bunch of hype. I think the competitors were deathly afraid and they were behind the scenes pushing the buttons and pushing the politicians and saying, ban this, it's bad. Welcome back to Business Talk, the TikTok marketing podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want real strategies to generate leads and sales directly from TikTok. I'm your host, Austin Armstrong, and I'll be interviewing real business owners from every industry that are leveraging TikTok to grow their business. You can connect with me on TikTok at Socialty Pro. Let's jump into it. Today's guest is Jeff Fitzer with USA Mortgage, Drunk on Social Facebook Group, which I love, by the way, Real Estate Mastery Pros, and Biz Video Social. Jeff is also the host of Lab Coat Agent Podcast, which I was so honored to be a guest on last year, and a rock star in the mortgage industry, leveraging social media and especially TikTok to grow his business from so many different avenues, as well as coach many other people to do the same. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on and joining me today, brother. It's an honor. It's an honor to be here. I love uh, what you're doing. And you know what? That was a really good intro. Good job, man. Oh, thanks. Just uh, on the cuff, but uh, uh, glad I know you a little bit well. Uh, <laughs> I've been connected with you for a couple years at, at this point. I, I think, you know, someone had asked me yesterday when I had gotten started on TikTok and I, I looked back at some uh, some old videos that I had. Not quite as early as you, but, uh, but late 2019, I think uh, September uh, 2019, mid 2019 for you. That's that's incredible, man. Early well, adopter. I mean, I have an advantage. It's called teenagers, and um, <laughs> it, no joke. Like that's exactly what happened. It was uh, it was winter of 19, so beginning of 19 when my middle daughter introduced it to me. And it, but at that time it was you know it was brand new. It was really a spinoff of Musically, you know, and then obviously Vine prior to that. And and it was all about going viral. And she's like, Dad, things that are trending. I, I need to get you to come in in the videos with me. And I'm like, Okay, right, whatever. I mean, I'll I'll play along. And at first it was like, This is really stupid. And then it became kind of like entertaining. And then I was like, You know what? I see some value here. I think I can spin this into my business. And and then I just started kind of learning and, and, and seeking it out. And I made my, my, made my daughter, I tell people all the time, I'm like, to learn how to use these apps. If you have teenagers around you, use them, kids, nieces, nephews, grandchildren, neighbors, it doesn't matter. They know how to use it and make them sit down with you and teach you how to use the buttons. And that's exactly what I did. That's so good. Do you, do you think in general, it's important to have an early adopter mentality in social media and business? hundred percent. Hundred percent. I mean, depending on the industry, you know, in my business, which is the business of real estate, essentially, that industry is out ahead when it comes to marketing innovation. And so, speed to adoption, I think, is extremely important. But I think that applies. It, I think the hardest part, because Austin, you, know, you talked to a lot of industries, the hardest part for most industries is being a pioneer mm-hmm. and being a cavalier, you know, so, so to speak. And it's like. I think there's that fear and you're going to take criticism. And if you're an attorney or if you're a financial planner, we do it this way. Well, I call bullshit to that. And, and, and that's the, the world is evolving and the younger generations are wanting different things and they want to be talked to different ways. And, and I think those that, that adopt quickly to these sorts of things have a massive opportunity. Now, do you, I, I love that. Uh, do you have a, just a, a thought in, in general or a, a perspective of how you tackle this of when is it too early 
is, is there a too early? Do you let it kind of ride a little bit? Cause there's always new things popping up. When do you jump in? Like, as soon as you hear about it, you, you want to jump in and test it. Do you let it, you know, simmer a little bit and see if you start noticing a trends from people talking about it. Where do you jump into things? My opinion is those that wait, uh, uh you know, are, are just leaving opportunity, you know, on, on the table because, what is what is the risk? So obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you clearly take social media, TikTok very seriously in your business. And so what seriously is the risk? And I, I'll tell you, I was an idiot for standing on stages in 2019 saying you should start paying attention to TikTok. And people are like, you're, you're an idiot. And, and then I started posting it in, you know, in these big groups and, and you're an idiot. And, and guess what I am now? Now I'm a freaking genius. However, I also did the same thing with Clubhouse. And I do it with everything. And but here's the funny thing. And I've noticed this and I predicted this was going to happen. If I'm right about something, I'll be a genius. If I'm wrong about something, it fades. Nobody cares. It's gone. Like it was worth a shot. And, and so that's it. What is the harm? What seriously can happen to you? And that's why I say change your mentality, man. Be the rush to rush to pay attention to this stuff. And, and, you know, this is what drunk on social is all about, you know, trying to be out ahead of everything, basically. Absolutely. That, that's so good. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I, I remember back to when I finally got started on TikTok, and, uh, I I'm a Gary V fan. I don't know about your perspective on it, big but time. Big okay, time. awesome. Awesome. He had been pitching it for, for even longer than that. So when I jumped on in it towards the end of 2019, I thought I was late to the game. Here we are in 2022 now. And like I was, you know, I I led the TikTok for business panel at Video Marketing World this past year. And they, there's still so many people that haven't jumped on the platform. So I I think as fast as it, as it is growing, it is that new kid on the block. There is still an opportunity to grow in every industry. It's it's wide open. Like, yeah, you know, there's tons of real estate, uh, um, uh, and mortgage brokers uh, jumping on the platform because they are early adopters and they are fast to uh, meet the competitive needs of of the industry. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on. Do you think it's Do you think it's too late? Do you think any business can thrive right now if they jump in? Oh no, nothing's too late. Uh, you know what what you what you give up by waiting is the opportunity to grow really fast, and even then by growth, we're talking about followers. We're talking about, you know, and, 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 you know, you and I, we, we've, we have the same mindset, you know, followers is vanity. It doesn't always equal sales. And so now I I will argue, I'll take the followers over non-followers because more followers means more opportunities, but that doesn't equal success, you know? So uh, that's what you're giving up. If you decide to take a wait and see approach, then you're giving up the potential to grow really fast, as you and I have both seen, right? I mean, I exploded early because I was early. And so something goes viral, you gain a bunch of followers. Now I'm fighting like hell to grow, right? Because that's a lot harder now. Uh, but even to, to your point, like Facebook's been around the longest and there's still massive opportunities on Facebook. So no, you're never too late. And yeah, if, if somebody's paralyzed by that, you just got to get it out of your head, you know, and, and just start changing your mentality going forward, but go jump on all this stuff, get, get educated, understand it, go, go all in. So good. I, and you know, I think one of the, uh, another 
great value prop of, of TikTok is that you don't need to tell your friends and family that you're on there until you're ready, right? It can, you can jump into it completely anonymously, spread your message with almost like no little downside. So like, if you, you know, there's only an upside, right? If nobody's going to make fun of you, if they don't, you know, know that, uh, that you're on there, if that's your biggest fear, but they, uh, those that would make fun of you shouldn't, you know, don't let them take that much emotional space from you anyway, because you're putting yourself out there. You're putting your expertise out there and trying to leverage it to better your life and better your business. So I want to segue into, you know, those early days that you had, you had mentioned when you first jumped on, what were your first couple of videos like? Did you have immediate success? Has it, and then it it sort of slowed down for you. Can you talk about that? Yeah, uh, honestly, I've got about 900 videos. So it'd take a while to scroll to the bottom. In the beginning, it was all about just having fun with it. I didn't, I hadn't, I couldn't, I didn't piece it together yet. Uh, Once I pieced it together, what I, what I realized in my industry was, well, at the time it was only 15 second videos too. So that was, that was the other mindset shift of, okay, how do I make this work? And then I realized, I started seeing these different, you know, trending things. And I'm like, Hmm, like, like I, I was able to say, okay, this dance and this, this, this effect like I can do the same thing showing a house. And so my first inclination was for real estate was this is going to be an awesome opportunity to create teaser videos for your listings. And you could create three, four, five of them really quick and easy. You can use trending music, which you can't do on other, pl- well, you couldn't at the time on other platforms. You've got all these cool effects to really make your stuff stand out. And the, the way I teach this to real estate agents is simply you as a real estate agent, like you're a dime a dozen. And you're really a dime a million, right? There's, 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 there's a ton of them. And, and, and so how you stand out, like when you go into a listing presentation, we all know at the end of the day, the price is going to sell that house, right? And so you can't really do much other than maybe give a great presentation. But what you can give is if I can go into a listing presentation and tell the seller, I get lots of eyeballs on the stuff that I post and I'm going to give you X number of videos and I'm going to bring in a videographer. We're going to do this. And so the more I can give you, that's going to stand out to a seller because the bottom line is the more people that see this, the more opportunities that you're going to have that somebody's going to see it and want to buy it and want to buy it fast. Now, again, that hasn't been an issue the last couple of years, but this this was a very common conversation back in 2019 and early 2020. So, and it's going to come back again. So yeah, for me, that was it. It was, it was, how do you use the 15 second clip? And then Austin, it, it evolved into, I don't know if it went, did it go from 30 to a minute or go straight to a minute? I think that, yeah, I think it went 30 to 60. Okay. So as they've continued to do now that, you know, the 10 minutes. Yeah. Now they're going to 10, which, which, which I've changed my mind about that, but we can, we can talk about that. I, I first was against it. Now I get why they're doing it. And I actually think they're brilliant. Uh, so the the when it went to a minute, that's when it really shifted. That really changed a lot for me, and because I'm a big video guy. You, you mentioned business video school. I don't know if you said it correctly, but it's business video school. We teach how to shoot video to real estate professionals, really any industry, but real estate is most prominent. And um, the hardest part for most people getting in front of the camera is that fear of just getting in front of the camera. Then they get in front of the camera, and it's it's amazing. You then just vomit for like two, three minutes. And it's, it's, it's terrible. 
and there's lots of ums and ahs and, and you just blabber on and it's not really well put together. This is what happens, right? And so what the shift for me with the one minute video was it forced me as I was trying to put out and vomit out whatever I wanted to say in my video, I was like, damn, it's really hard to do that in 60 seconds. And so it forced me to have to shift how I shoot video to get my videos super concise. And so I actually shifted away from riffing, which I'm pretty good at. I speak, I host podcasts, you know, I, I don't have a problem with that. But even somebody who has the experience that I have struggled with that. And so I then started scripting my stuff and I either would do it in, in a, a jump cut fashion or I started using a teleprompter just to force me to say exactly what it was I wanted to get out without having to stop and think, without going off tangent, without ums and ahs. And it started to make my content just really super tight. Now I teach that stuff. And, and so it really changed the way we think. And I think, and I, and I tell people this all the time, TikTok changes the way we market. It has literally changed the world. You look at commercials on television, oh, they yeah. look like TikToks, yes. right? It has changed the way we think and everything has gone to that short form concept. It's not the only way because YouTube is very relevant, as you know, but, and, the, and they've gone to 10 minute videos, but that was really a big change for me. And it really helped my video game because I'm now known when I get testimonials from people, they say like Jeff delivers bite size, like power packed bite size content in a short amount of time. And I'm like, that's what I want to be known for. Because if I'm known as a guy that just talks too much, I'm never going to get engaged. I want to be known as the guy that bam, bam, bam. I'm going to punch you right in the mouth. You're going to get what you want. You know, jab, jab, hook. Well, Gary V. But yeah, so that's that was kind of a long answer to a simple question. No, that's so good, brother. You hit on on so many good points there. And, you know, I think a common misconception is that from most business owners and a lot of service-based business owners that I work with, their initial pushback is I, I can't communicate complex pieces of information in, in less than 60 seconds. How do I do that? Well, you can very easily do it in, in a bullet point fashion. And you know, you don't need to riff. You don't need to just talk about it. You can structure this stuff out in a really clear strategy that you can consistently commit to the a format that you can apply across the board over and over again. And it, it works. It works phenomenally well. I loved another point that you that you brought up too is that it, uh, TikTok has changed <laughs> the world. It's pretty fascinating. I mean, up until two years ago, maybe even just this last year, uh, a vertical video ad on television with with black space on either side yeah. would be unheard of. Yeah, unheard of. That's wasted space. Not anymore, not right yeah. now, because that's what everybody knows. That's what everybody is comfortable with right yeah. now. Even more so across the board on every other social media platform, right? Because TikTok was, you know, the fastest growing platform to a billion users ever. Yeah. All of these other platforms uh, quickly adopted it. You know, YouTube uh, rolled out shorts real quick because TikTok had been banned in India. Instagram Reels, we now have Facebook Reels. Pinterest has been out for a little bit and a little while, which I know you and I want to talk yeah, about uh, yeah. Pinterest later too. Every platform is supporting vertical video now. So we're getting more and more comfortable with it. It's just fascinating how this stuff evolves. I think yeah. it really, you know, to digress here a little bit, I think it's, it's a convenience thing again, right? It was, think about it, like how we consumed most of our content on our phones, right? Up until this point was an extra step to turn our phone sideways yeah. or, you know, if a horizontal video was was displayed on the screen, it was or uh, or if it was square, there's always the teaser of the next video. 
But vertical video takes up the entirety of the screen and it reduces the amount of steps of literally turning it sideways. Yeah. So it's just even even though it's a slight improvement, it's just yeah. a slight evolution of time saving and convenience for people. Yeah. And that's that's where the world's going. And you, you're right, because we literally two years ago, we told everybody, hold your phone horizontal. Now it's everything's adopted vertical. Why? TikTok. That's why. Yeah. You remember back in, in the summer of 2020 when Instagram had this mad dash to get reels out? Like yeah. it was almost like I almost felt bad for them. They looked so desperate and 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 they rolled it out and it was terrible. And it's it's evolved. <laughs> it's it's still not as good as TikTok. Still not as good as TikTok. But you know, it's it was it was as almost embarrassing. And, you know, and it's, I swear to you, dude, not to digress too far, but I think that the Zuckerbergs of the world had some influence on trying to get TikTok banned. I I think that was more media than anything. I think that was a bunch of hype. I think the competitors were deathly afraid and they were behind the scenes, pushing the buttons and pushing the politicians and saying, ban this, it's bad. Uh, Because it's really, that was such a bunch of crap. And uh, I wasted, you know, six months defending it. I'm right there with you. I'm I'm right there with you, man. I'm a a thousand percent. And Reels has gotten a little bit better now, but uh, it still it still sucks. I think the reach has been great for me, at least. The reach has been great. Yeah. Um, Are you shooting in TikTok or are you shooting out and then editing it? Tell me about that a little bit. Both, uh, mostly out. Uh, I used to do all in, and then I tell you what, what really changed it for me is I'm a big brand guy. As you can see, I'm always, I'm always wearing stuff that I've always got something always. Uh, I'm always wearing hats. It's just become a part of my brand. And somebody commented once and said, you always, you got these good videos, but your stuff's always backwards. And I'm like, damn, like I, you know, I, I knew it, but I didn't think it was that impactful, but somebody just random, just a buddy of mine who follows me and gives me, gives me crap. And he, it was like, it wasn't, it was like, it was a good advice. And I'm like, you're right. And there's no way to, well, there is a way if you shoot it, not looking at the camera, which is hard to do. And right. so I real I quickly realized if you shoot it on your phone, the same way with your phone facing you, so you can see yourself, uh, it does flip it. And so I've, again, using the skills I've just acquired with video editing, and uh, I find it actually easier to shoot a video and piece it together in Viva Video, which is the app I use, and then upload it to TikTok. And then I add my fun stuff to it. Yeah, because I did, you know, we all go through this. When you're starting to do video, you'll shoot a 30-second video, and it'll take you two hours to put together because you just suck and you fumble around. You have to retake it. You have to you screw up with the editing, whatever. And, you know, I was the same way, man. I, I, I have countless times where I was shooting TikToks and something happened. I put all of these, the text in and all this stuff, and then I needed to edit, like, a, a, a little piece of a scene because I didn't like that I was reaching in to, to stop the camera because I wanted it perfect. And then I realized if I go back and edit it, it takes away all of the stuff I added and I'd had to do it all over again. And I was like, yeah, I got to find a better way. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's why I do it the way I do it. Very cool. Now I, I want to pivot into performance of video a little bit. It's, it's sort of a two part question. And I, I was having a great conversation with somebody yesterday about this, that there's, you know, in marketing, there's different stages of the journey different buyer stages as far as content within a funnel, right? There's broad awareness, there's nurturing content, and then there's 
direct sales and, and conversion content. I was wondering if you approach how you're creating videos this way, if you're actively creating top of level funnels to reach a larger audience and bring people in versus nurturing content versus direct sales content. And if so, how you're approaching that and what videos that you see that perform best within TikTok. Yeah, it's very clear for me what performs the best. And so I'm going to have to digress on that question a little bit, because I think this is the hardest thing for most people to understand based on how I do it. And that is that, you know, I'm just going to get very primitive here. You get, you you finally overcome that. You you hear enough speakers. You're like, okay, I got to use social media for my business. I'm going to go in and I'm going to use social media for my business. And then you go into social media and you just vomit your business. Right. And so, and, and I have to remind people all the time, it's social media, not business media, like do just a little bit of of contextual thought process about this. Why are people opening these apps? Entertainment, kill time, you know, be entertained. It's, it's whatever, right? Mindless content. And so they're not going there. Most of them in our industry to, to search for homes. They're going to Zillow for that. They're going to Google for that. Right. And so the reality is when you make connections with people, you're typically making a connection with someone because of a like-minded hobby or, or something that you're interested in. Now, I'm not saying you can't be successful at it. You're a great example of this. You can go on these places, go all in on one topic. You know, Let's just say you're a chiropractor and just go all in on that content and people are going to be moved by it. What I am going to say is that's harder. Not saying you can't do it. That's going to be harder to do. What 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 I can tell you is much easier to do is to just turn the camera on your life more often. Meaning, what are you into? For me, I play golf. I'm into fitness and diet. Uh, I'm really into my family. So the things that I'm already doing with my life, I'm not creating more work for myself. The only extra work I'm taking is I'm videoing myself more often, which I actually kind of enjoy and have fun with the funky editing and the cool stuff you can create. Right. And so really my success with social came about when I realized, and I did this, I was guilty. I was talking about mortgages, doing office walkthroughs, talking about the latest, you know, programs and what rates we're doing. And, and it was like, gosh, I'm boring myself. If I'm boring myself, I've got to be boring my audience. And this is pre TikTok, of course, but it it made me realize then I did some videos with my kids and I, I got tons of engagement and I realized, holy crap, this is, th- I'm connecting with people and it makes them want to follow me. And so fast forwarding to TikTok specifically, because that's what this is about. My, my stuff on TikTok, I have, I have a unique strategy. I don't know if I've talked to you about this. I have a three pillar strategy. Uh, and that means I have three pillars of content. And so I, I do social media news because that's one of my businesses now, right? Always to be a hip and it's, and it's, and it's endless like I follow, I, 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 go, I subscribe to several platforms. I go to some websites. There will never be a shortage of, of news. So I'll never, in, I'll never run out of content. Mm-hmm. Then my second pillar is, is business, social, and video tips. 
So I'm stealing stuff from Austin occasionally. I'm using my own experiences. I'm, I'm using my own, my video expertise and just giving tips. Right. And then my last one is like personal and it's, it's built. I travel a lot. So it's a lot about my travels. I sprinkle in my family and most importantly, my audience loves the Ozarks. I have a place, the Lake of the Ozarks. It's become very famous with Ozark on Netflix. And so I utilize that and I realize why they're following me and I give them what they want. I don't make my channel all about Ozarks. I could, and I could probably have a million followers. I don't care, right? I, I want to have intentional followers, but I sprinkle it in because I know what they want. And, and if you look at my stuff, uh, I just had one the other day that's up 231,000 views, uh, you know, tons of comments. It's super engaging. It's a lot of fun. And then you look at all my other videos in between. Some get thousands, most get 500, right? And so I think what the way I look at this is, is give the audience what they want to keep them coming back, but stay true to what you want your business to be. And so I realized that I've got an uphill battle, an uphill climb with social media news and social media tips. Uh, but it's one of those things where I know that if I stick with it for a year, two years, I think it's really going, I mean, I've already built a really big business and a really big name as a result of this stuff, but I want to be bigger and I want this to be more relevant. And, you know, I, I feel like I'm like, Gary V's little redheaded stepchild cousin. That's kind of what I do. Uh -huh. um, and I'm not the only one, but I'm really going all in on news. And, and I just think that because, you know, we talked about this in the beginning, if you don't stay hip to the trends, the things that are coming, things that are happening, you're going to get left behind. And so I decided, Tristan and I decided, let's be the deliverers of that said, these strategies and these news. Let's get connected to the Austins of the world. And the more we all stay connected, we'll collaborate, we'll share things, we'll learn from each other. And let's just build a platform that delivers that to our audience. And that's exactly what we've done. And so it's a passion project. But so going back to my strategy, what I also decided to do, when you, when, when you like a video, what do you typically do? You click on that little circle, you go check out their stuff, you decide if you want to follow them, you might go down the rabbit hole and look at some of their videos. I do this, everybody does it. I decided I'm going to organize that grid. And so I organize my grid and I put covers so that you can quickly identify what you want to see. So if you're if you're following me for social media news, you're going to know those are the purple covers and they're going to they're be right in order because I go one, two, three, one, two, three. I stay in line. It's a, it's a little bit of extra work, but listen, I want to be an innovator. So I, I do things differently. So that that's purple. Red is the business tips. And then it's just a mishmash on the other. But I, but I identify it. So Lake of the Ozarks is always a yellow cover. And then my personal stuff's a black, you can, you can quickly find what you want, but it's easy to go find that stuff. So if you're not utilizing that stuff on TikTok, like covers, for example, remember people are going to stalk you. They're going to go to your, your, your grid page. And if you don't have covers on it, explaining what the video is, you're most likely they're going to bounce. Totally. But if you tell them what, what your videos are about, you give a little tease. You're just opening the door for somebody to spend an hour staring at your face, man. That's exactly what we want to do. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's so important. And I think titles are, or um, yeah, titles and, and covers are so underutilized. I mean, it's just from a YouTube perspective, right? It increases that click through rate on that video because you're telling the viewer exactly what that is about. Right. Now, are, are you leveraging playlists for the, for all three of these categories as well? No, I have not dabbled in playlists yet. Okay. Um, you know, I, I found some people, some accounts don't have it, you know, I don't know that I do actually, you, now that you mention it, I don't think, and now I'm looking because you talked about this and I was like, how did I not know about this? 
And then we came to realize not everybody has it. Yeah, which is pretty annoying. Uh, and it's it, it doesn't seem to be phone based either, right? Because I'm like my account has it. I, I categorize most of my videos into playlists, but other accounts that I'm logged into on my phone, regardless of how many followers they have, don't have that playlist functionality. Yeah. So I'm not sure how they're exactly rolling it out. If they're rolling it out to more people, if they're just testing it, because yeah. they always seem to be testing different features and whatnot. Well, you know, and now that you brought that up, if if anybody's wondering, just because I study this stuff, like TikTok, everybody's following TikTok, and guess who TikTok's following? YouTube. YouTube, uh, TikTok. Here's what TikTok realized. So when that when they when they put out the 10 minutes, you know, you know, we we were talking about this in Drunk on Social, and I was bitching about it. I'm like, what a huge mistake. This is not what they're about, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I did a little bit more research and I was like, you can't monetize short form video. And so if TikTok wants to stay relevant long-term, they've got to allow their creators. This is not going to be relevant to most of you because most of us are just going on there to promote and create awareness and build our brand and, and, and educate and those sort of things. We're not in social media to monetize. That's for the select few, but that's why they're doing it. And so creators now, because, and what I mean by that is to explain to your audience, a 30 second video, a minute video, a minute and a half video, you can't drop commercials and short videos, but a seven minute video, you can drop two or three commercials. That's then how the, the, the advertisers want to pay for that visibility. That's how the creator gets paid. That's how the platform gets paid. This is why they're doing it. And playlists, playlists is so YouTube. And it's smart. Like TikTok, I give them a lot of credit, man. I mean, uh, I, I hear I sit there and criticize their moves. And then I do a little homework and I eat my, you know, I eat my own shorts. I'm like, oops, I was wrong. TikTok's right. Um, 100%. Like they, they, they got this figured out, man. And, and, and uh, yeah, that's another conversation. This is all about TikTok. You know, I love talking about this, man. I'm passionate about yeah. this. Stuff. Oh, no. And I am too. I could go on. But this could be a, 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 a two hour long Joe Rogan uh, experience, oh, easy. Uh, TikTok podcast. Easy. <laughs> um, I, I think you, 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 you tapped into some great things there about the 10 minute long video. And I kind of feel the, the same way when they first announced it, I was like, Oh my gosh, who wants to watch a 10 minute video on TikTok? Come on. That's not why we got on. But there's, you know, the more that I do think about it, the more I am in agreement with you. You know, one of the biggest problems that TikTok is facing right now is monetization for creators. So yeah. if you're not a business owner, you're just a person with a large following on there and you don't have previous experience, which is a, has happened to so many people on there. You don't know how to monetize. The TikTok creator fund is garbage. It pays garbage. you nothing, absolutely garbage. nothing, pennies for tens of thousands of views. Ridiculous, yes. right? Yes. And there's only so many other ways, like you can you can get tips, you could like get a Patreon. People are, you know, funneling people over to their YouTube channel, which is a problem for TikTok, right? You get a hundred thousand followers, they have the creator marketplace in there, which is, you know, so so I have done a couple of brand deals through that. But there's not that many ways to actually monetize your your views, unlike YouTube, which yeah. gives li like life changing revenue for yes. some people. Like, yeah, let me let me give you a number yeah. real quick because I just did a Please. video on this. YouTube did eight point six billion in ad revenue in Q four. They did twenty eight point eight billion in in last year. And guess how much twenty eight point eight billion? Guess how much of that they paid out to their creators. Well, I think about 50%, right? 55%. 55%, yeah. It's insanity. Like YouTube has it figured out. And TikTok's yeah. like, we got to figure this out because it doesn't matter how cool we are. 
the creators are going to go to YouTube. And again, this doesn't necessarily apply to everybody, but it's, it's, I think having a basic understanding of this does help. And uh, because at the end of the day, I, I can give a bunch of advice, but as you, as a, as the chiropractor, right. As, as independent business operator, whatever it is you do, you're going to learn from creators. That is where I want you to learn. They got it figured out. They know how to capture eyeballs. That's who you want to learn from. Austin and I follow Gary V because we learn from him because we emulate him, right? Some people emulate Grant Cardone. Some emulate, well, who, right? I mean, the rock, you name it. These people have it figured out. And so following creators on like Mr. Beast, right? Or following the creators on, on TikTok, that's, that's a strategy and you need to learn from them. And then you take like five or six people and you take bits and pieces and then you make it your own. They might be selling something completely different or nothing at all, but you still want to take a style that they're using, emulate it, put it in uh, to your own, because this is what people want. You know, you got to get creative with this crap. Yeah. So, so good. I mean, I'm, I've been modeling the Gary V way for years. Same. same. Yeah. <laughs> it, we're it all, di- we're all disciples, man. We're yeah, all disciples. Yep, yep. It works. It works. Yeah, but it, yeah. it works for those that apply it and stick with it and stay consistent to it. That's totally. the most important thing. I want to go into the business side of things now. Yeah. And, um, you know, from a broad level, then we'll, we'll drill into it a little bit. How has TikTok changed your business? So for me, it's a little bit, probably a little bit different than, than what it might be for everybody else. For me, it's been influence um, mainly. Um, it would, I would say twofold, you know, so I was already a creator pre TikTok. In fact, when you look back at my videos in 16, 17, 18, I was doing with, I was doing TikTok style videos without realizing I was doing it. Right. I just, I just thought, try to entertain while educating. And I guess I just had a premonition. I wish I would have invented TikTok. Um, but I, I think that what, what, as, as it comes to business for any of you, um, the, way, the way it works for me is being that innovator, uh, being somebody who is who's being most, I'm, I'm most visible. And so I guess this is the way our, I, I, I struggle to articulate this to people because everybody just wants to make a sale. And it's, it's so hard in my business, just to give you some context, you know, we had a branch in, in, of our mortgage company, a team, whatever you want to call us, of roughly 30-ish, 30-ish people doing around 100 million a year. And we were in that bubble from about 2011 to, to 2019. I started doing videos social in 16-ish and then just really it's evolved and scaled, right? And now uh, last year we did, we're up to 115 employees from 30 to uh, doing from around, our best year was 800 units in 2019 to we did 2,200 units last year. And over, we were doing hundred million. Now we're doing 560 million, half a billion. Mm-hmm. And, and that is hundred percent attributed. Our growth is hundred percent attributed to my visibility. And so that's what I, that's, I guess what I want to convey here is that, you know, it doesn't matter what you're selling. So for me, it's national, right? I, I can open offices anywhere for you. It's going to get, it's going to be very geo-targeted for most of you, because most of your business is going to be very niched around a geographic location, a city, a community, whatever. Uh, but that's the thing. And, and once, once I started to gain that quote unquote celebrity, the notoriety, the influence, you know, I get calls all the time. 
Uh, I get calls from real estate agents, uh, professionals in my business. That's my target, by the way. My target is a real estate agent. They drive our business. And so I want to bring them value. So they want to send me business, right? And if I, and if I, and if I do what every other loan officer does, which is, hey, I'm going to call the realtor on Friday, tell them I'm available on, on the weekend for pre-approvals and remind them that I have great programs and rates and blah, 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 blah. We're all doing the same thing. There's no differentiation. And you as a business owner listening to this, you the chiropractor, your marketing strategies either don't exist or you're doing the exact same thing as the other place down the street, right? And so w- what I realized was, is the more visible, the more omnipresent that I created, that creates to, the, to most humans a sense of authority, you know? And, and if you think back 10, 20 years, the person that was on the billboard was the best in our own minds, right? The person that was on the, the bus bench, that was on the grocery cart, that was the best. No, they weren't necessarily. They just paid for the advertising. That's smart. And so that's what I'm creating with this. And so for any business owner, when you start using this strategy and you start to get recognized in the grocery store, and you start to get recognized at the post office and out in public, that's when you know you're winning. That's when you know that the, the, the tide is going to turn. And that's when you should get excited and keep going. Because a lot of people, will, you know, and they probably do this to you, Austin. It's like, when am I going to start making money on this? This is a long game. It's a two to three year game, maybe even shorter now. It's getting, it's actually getting shorter. It was longer for me because I was a pioneer, uh, but it's getting shorter. And so if you really, truly go all in on this, that omnipresence creates, you know, it's you, what you want. This is, this is the example I give Austin every time you go to Thanksgiving every year, you're sitting around the table, your cousin who lives in your community, I'm talking real estate again, is like, Oh, Hey, yeah, we bought a house just two months ago. And you're like, what, what the, like I'm a damn real estate agent. And, Mm -hmm. and you're pissed off at your cousin. And then you need to stop for a second and say, look in the mirror and say, did they remember that you were a real estate agent? Were you constantly in front of their face? Now, if they didn't want to just share their personal stuff with you, that's different. But most of the time, here's what the cousin says. Oh, shit, I forgot. And so that's what you want to, that, and that's what you're trying to, to just eliminate, right? And so I want people to like me because we have common traits, because you're into golf, because you have a toddler, because you're into church, or you're into gardening, or you're into fitness, or you're into cooking, because if you're, if you're constantly seeing me when you open these apps, when your neighbor's talking about selling or getting their back adjusted, you're going to like quickly jump and be like, oh man, my, f- my parasocial friend, Jeff Fitzer does that. You need to call him. And you're not even sure why you're recommending me and you're so passionate about it. But the reason is because we have a strong bond without really having a real bond right? It's parasocial and it's so freaking powerful, man. And that's the only reason why I stand here and get interviewed and talk about it and continue to go all in. Like people always ask me, you're already so visible. What is your net? What's next? And it's to be more visible. Like if, if, if I three X a year or two ago, I want a seven X, you know, I just want to keep going. And, um, that's, that's what I think every business owner, it's, it's a, it's a whole new world, man. And it's, and it's only going to get better or worse, whichever way you look at it. It's not stopping. It's not slowing down. And the quicker you get on this bandwagon and go all in, the better off it's going to be for your business. So well said. What advice would you give to the business owner that hasn't, that you've convinced they need to get started on TikTok. They've listened to this podcast. 
they're ready to jump in. Where should they begin? Consumption. So, you know, you, you, I mentioned that you should follow people that you enjoy following and it kind of inspire you. And it all starts with consumption. You know, you're not going to open up the TikTok talk uh, app tomorrow if you've never created and just create something really cool. You're not, your, your stuff's going to suck. Um, it's, and especially if you're going to learn how to do it yourself, you know, you're just going to suck at it and that's okay. Like everybody does. We all do, you know, go scroll on my profile all the way to the bottom and go look at how bad I was in the beginning. <laughs> so, or you can go hire somebody to help you be good from day one. But the first things first is you got to figure out, you, you've got to figure out what you want to be that can be authentically you. So go consume, go follow somebody that inspires you, somebody's, and, and, and build and figure out what you want to do. Then figure out what you want your pillars of content to be around. Of course, one of them is going to be your business. And I mentioned this earlier, you can go all in on your business. I just think it's a tougher hill to climb. It's not impossible but it's a tougher hill to climb. Just like my business, there are mortgage professionals that only talk about mortgage and they're crushing it on TikTok. I just don't, I just think they're, they're going to be unicorns. I don't think there's going to be many of them. They're going to be able to copy that. Yeah. And so I think your best bet, your lowest hanging fruit to gain more followers, to gain more connections is go all in on who you are as a human being, make, make, take two or three of those things, create, make them pillars of content, stuff that you consistently create around and then start creating. So business and then and then those other pillars. And then don't forget, Austin, we didn't even talk about this. Like TikTok for me, that's my that's my cornerstone. It's the cornerstone for all of my content. I create so much stuff on TikTok because it's way sexier. And then I take that and I post a lot of it to LinkedIn. LinkedIn, holy crap, that's a business place. Yeah, but I put out business content. I post a lot of this stuff to YouTube. I post a lot of it to Instagram, a lot of it to Facebook, because I'm just growing that omnipresence. And so TikTok to me is the cornerstone of my content business. And, and I, think, I think that's where you start. You start with consumption, define your, your pillars of content and define pillars that make it easier for you. Like, I don't want to create more work for you. Stuff that is like something that you're going to be doing for the rest of your life that's going to be in perpetuity. Because if, you, if you're constantly just jumping on trends, you're going to run out of stuff. Uh, I got a good friend who does this and she's constantly jumping to different things. And I'm like, listen, it, it works for you. Don't get me wrong, but you're always going to be grinding. Whereas I know what I'm doing for the next several years. It might pivot at some point, but I know what I'm doing and I'm all in in 2022. And so it's, it's, it's hyper-focused. And so I think that's where people need to go with this. And then as they do it, you know, be creative, man. Don't be boring. You don't have to dance. I don't dance. Yeah. Neither you do know, I. and and so but but be creative. Get creative with effects. Get creative with jump cutting. You know, display uh, Brad McCallum said this recently. Whatever whenever you get in front of the camera, do you times two. So like you're gonna have to work on this. It's gonna take practice, but but bring my wife says it all the time because she knows me. She's like, you're not your camera presence right? I'm a different person. I'm not as outgoing as people think I am because at, I, honestly, I probably give so much to this. I just need to chill <laughs> when I'm not in front of the camera. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so, but do you times two, like, like be, don't be fake, but give more energy. And that's why when you talk about things that you're passionate about, it's very easy to do you times two because you're passionate about it. 
And so uh, I think I think that's the best tips I can give to anybody just starting out. No, that was fantastic, brother. Jeff, this was uh, an awesome episode, awesome conversation, a lot of tactical advice, a lot of inspiration for myself and hopefully others that are listening as well. If they want to connect with you on TikTok, if they want to connect with you across the internet, where would you like to send everyone? Just go look, see my name on the screen or in the show notes or wherever it is. That is my name across every platform. So it's, I'm easy to find. That's another piece of advice I'll give you too. Uh, make sure that your name is very consistent, is as consistent as it can be across every platform. You want to be easy to find and try to make it your name. Don't try to get too creative with this stuff. You know, people know you by you. And so I'm very easy to find. Uh, you'll see me because I'm the guy with the hat. I'm in a lot of the videos. You'll see my daughter, Winter. Uh, she's a big piece of my content. You'll see my wife, my kids occasionally. That's a big, that's a big piece of what I do. So yeah, I'm easy to find. If anybody, and I say this all the time, if you want to reach out to me, I am not, I'm, I'm, I'm not Gary V. And uh, I, I believe in, in, you know, the whole kindness and reciprocity and giving. And um, I say it all the time. Very few people take me up on it. If you've got a question for me, if you want to reach out to me, you want to say something to me, just shoot me a DM, shoot me a DM on Instagram, shoot me a DM on Facebook. I'll even give my cell phone number and you can text me. Uh, I really don't mind uh, because this is what I do. I make connections because you never know when something's going to come full circle and um, it's how opportunities are made, man. Absolutely. I love that selflessness. I think that's why we get along so well. I will okay. have the all of the links uh, to his social in the show notes of this episode. Jeff, thank you so much again, brother. It was a pleasure. Let me give my cell phone real quick. I didn't want to tease that. 314-220-4945. That is not my burner phone. I have an extra phone, by the way. This is my real cell phone which you see that by the way, not, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. a joke actually. I, I don't really mean that, but uh, it does, it can, but <laughs> my daughter had that on her phone and I was like, Oh, I need one of those. It, it's... Your yeah, phone's going to be blowing up, man. Uh, it, you know, if it does, then, then you've got a really strong podcast and that's going to be a Testament. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I bet you, I bet you, I get maybe one or two, maybe, but that'd be okay. I'm cool. I love having these conversations. All right. Let's change that listeners. Blow his phone up. <laughs> <laughs> business talk out. Thank you for listening to another episode of business talk. If you feel like you're ready to get started on TikTok, I have a completely free TikTok checklist that you can find in the show notes and description of this episode. If you found this episode inspiring, consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening platform. I know that's a lot to ask of you, but it really does help the podcast reach more people. Do you have any feedback about the show or a guest you'd like to recommend? Email me at podcast at socialtypro.com. Until next time.